morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, welcome to the Sage Sayers. I'm DG McCullough, Debbie Gardner McCullough. I'm a communications coach, a narrative coach, and a mental fitness coach from New Zealand based in the fine state of Wisconsin. In each episode, we unpack communications tips and strategies, and we're always looking for interesting individuals from all around the world who found the gift, an opportunity, or even some knowledge from life's setbacks and challenges. Eight hundred and fifty-five million LinkedIn users exist, and yet many feel paralyzing fear when engaging with this global audience. Why? Based on the sentiment of many executives that I coach, many fear judgment ridicule or scorn for being overly promotional and full of themselves, even when they're not at all. Others fear making a mistake in their written word, either a wrong word choice or grammatical style error, or saying or stating something that offends. This fear feels compounded when communicating in a second or subsequent language, even when native English speakers make typos often, and nobody really cares. When employed for a major corporation, many feel convinced that posting on LinkedIn might torpedo their career or chances of getting promoted. I believe we can engage on LinkedIn in authentic, purposeful ways and with minimal risk of others viewing us as a plonker. That's a nice British-English word for an annoying show-off. The techniques that I've used in the past three years have been minimally promotional heaps of fun, and yet they've helped me grow my coaching practice in a very short time. 90% of my current clients found me via LinkedIn. I'm DG McCullough, and welcome to the Sage Sayers. In this week's episode, I'm sharing the techniques I've developed over time and that have yielded lovely results. Now, if you're after someone with millions of followers or connections, that is not me. I'm also horrible with the basics, like knowing the optimum times as to when to post. If you're wanting a pro on these things, then perhaps find another podcaster. But if you're after someone who has had clients reach out to her via LinkedIn, who feels creative and bold in this space and posts every time with a feeling of joy, generosity, and triumph versus worry, regret, and fear, then do listen on for a handful of techniques that can help you feel more confident, purposeful, and less worried playing in this space. Technique number one, commit to a purpose and an intention. It doesn't really matter what your purpose is on LinkedIn, but if you have some kind of idea, some point of view, some feeling you want to share with this 855 million potential users, then come up with something and stay consistent as you post. I like having a purpose when I post to LinkedIn because it helps me self-edit my millions of ideas, millions slightly exaggerating, but I certainly have way too many ideas. Here's what my purpose is when I show up on LinkedIn. I want to spark bravery, courage, creativity in others, I want to help move our communications to an exciting, bold, and carefree level, both in the written and in the spoken word. So having this purpose helps me A, come up with my own branded content, 
But also B, anytime I'm sharing something of others or deciding to comment on others' posts, I do so through this lens. Technique number two, stay open to what counts as a post. You may, for instance, follow those you admire or know and comment on their posts. And as you do so, don't forget to comment through that lens of your purpose. You may share other people's work or interesting articles or a podcast perhaps that you encounter, but with your intention intact. I try not to pay attention to the numbers of responses to my LinkedIn posts, but I have noticed something curious, and that is when I post something original that I've created, I yield the same number of responses quite often when I post somebody else's content, but do so with a very intentional offering. For instance, a timestamp of a moment when someone yielded a really wonderful example of pivoting and being nimble to a question they don't have. So stay really open. This all counts. Technique number three, use multimedia. When we use multimedia, we not only have more fun because we're not boring ourselves, we're not staying stale and doing the same thing over and over, we're also engaging in our audience and with our audience in interesting, varied ways. You may, for instance, use kinetic typography to create a beautiful moving text video with a concept that you want to explore through an offering you're offering, either within your corporation or for your business as an entrepreneur. I've had lots of fun using TikTok videos and just using them on my phone and adding some wording to it and aligning it with a podcast I'm releasing that week or a feeling that I'm feeling that I want others to feel with me. You could use one-minute explainer videos. I do this often. A, it helps me exercise the muscle of being uncomfortable because I absolutely feel uncomfortable, at least at the beginning or just before I hit record. But also one-minute explainer videos are again another unique way to engage with your LinkedIn audience. You also give a sense of who you are as a person that straight text cannot do. You may use photos. Now I have a wonderful example, Luca Dondi, my Roman friend and fellow coach based in Rome, Italy, had a wonderful response, I think it was last summer, just posting a still life picture of beautiful peaches he picked from a garden, his garden I believe. When he showed me this post, we realized there's actually some beautiful sentiment there to share. Why not share it on LinkedIn and talk about what these peaches signify to you? And that's what he did. Normal responses doubled from this creative technique. You can use polls as well. If you're interested, for instance, on what holds people back and this and that, gain a pulse read from your audience by putting a LinkedIn poll up. This all counts. And multimedia is a wonderful creative way to splash around in the paddling pool. Technique number four, create your own content. And this may help you feel pulled to action because it aligns with your intention and purpose. Now, I write branded content pieces on Medium and I do my weekly or bi-weekly podcast because I'm a former reporter. This feels like creative fun for me. I'm keeping my journalism skills fresh, even though I've segued 100% now to executive coaching. And it's very enjoyable for me. So if that isn't enjoyable for you, don't do it. But find something else that helps you create original content. Original content could be picking up something that others have laid down and taking it in a new or different direction. If you're worried 
or concerned that whatever it is that you have to say has been already said by somebody else, then Google it. See what else is out there. Sometimes when I have ideas for branded content, I Google and look to see what Harvard Business Review, The Economist, or The Wall Street Journal has written on a similar topic. I see things that are similar and aligned to mine sometimes. I see things that take my ideas on a surface level, but I know I can go deeper. So don't let yourself feel held back at all when it comes to creating original content. Whatever spin you put on it, whatever additional insight you have to offer to the communication already out there is new. It's fresh because it's yours. Technique number five, be a little vulnerable. Now, vulnerability can mean a lot of different things. To me, vulnerability means a little personal, sharing some struggle of your own that you've encountered and incorporate some learnings, perhaps, that the rest of the community can perhaps benefit from. It need not be something branded content when you share your vulnerable moment. It could be something as simple as a post, a milestone or a setback that you've encountered in your own life and sharing your responses in hopes that it sparks something similarly positive in others. I think of my dear friend and colleague, Deb Skada, fellow executive coach living here in the state of Wisconsin with me. Deb had the misfortune of a terrible tragedy in her family. Someone murdered her brother, and she posted to LinkedIn one week a photo of she and her family and her community celebrating the honor and the memory of this brother. She asked her LinkedIn community to take this tragedy as a reminder to spend time with those that we love, not work ourselves endlessly, and to make sure that we celebrate each moment alive. It was a beautiful and touching and daring post that generated a lot of responses, and that wasn't Deb's intent. It was more so, even if she touched one person, to make that time for each other take time away from work and just to be present. That was her intention and her post did so in a very vulnerable but also equally as powerful way. Technique number six, and I realize I'm supposed to probably stop at five, but I have another one. Here we go. When you promote, try making it less about you and more about the context of the victory or celebrate the conditions or the situation over which you prevailed to succeed on whatever it is that you're sharing with LinkedIn. Alternatively, you may mention the rarity of the skills required to do what you do in case it sparks some knowledge in others who want to demystify the process. For instance, if you become one of 10,000 folks your employer chose to certify in Six Sigma, tell us, but then tell us why Six Sigma certification remains vital since the pandemic, because Six Sigma reduces variation to make things more efficient. You may, in this post, hashtag others with Six Sigma certification, or loop in peers, or even mentors, or even an industry network group to comment on this trend and to share with you how complex and difficult, but also essential, certifying in Six Sigma is. You could also thank those who supported you along the way. I've chosen non-promotional ways to play on LinkedIn this week as my podcast topic because many bright, established and creative coaches come to me for this help, whether we love it or whether we hate it. 
LinkedIn remains the core professional platform for business professionals to connect with each other globally. As a New Zealander and as an entrepreneur, I see LinkedIn and all of its offerings as a fabulous opportunity. I hope my sharing today and my Medium article, Find Love versus Fear on LinkedIn, which I share in my show notes, help pull you into action. Thanks for listening. And if you're in North America or anywhere celebrating Thanksgiving this week, happy Thanksgiving to my followers. Thanks for supporting me along my journey now three years into coaching and take good care. If you're wanting to look up my website, the website link is hangingrockcoaching.com. You'll also see in the show notes my LinkedIn profile and my Calendly link if you'd like to consult with me about my group coaching or individual coaching packages launching in January 2023. Take good care and bye-bye for now.